We're back. And we're back. Welcome back to the She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kellyanne. And Kellyanne, where are you recording from? <laughs> I'm reporting live from Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! She is in the thick of rehearsals for her show. Yes. We're very excited for her. Thanks. Yeah, we are finishing up the first week of rehearsals. It's been a whirlwind, a lot of information, but it's real cute here. Indy is cute. So I'm really enjoying a little taste of Midwestern life. And um, I have a date tomorrow. So that'll be exciting. We talked about this last episode, but I changed my hinge location to Indianapolis like the week before I left because a friend of mine was like, be open. So we're just going to see. So I have a date tomorrow night, which is exciting. We're going to like a brewery. So that'll be fun. It's very Midwest of you. (laughs) It is very Midwest of me. (laughs) But um, yeah, rehearsals are going really well. Uh, We have almost the entire show learned in the first week. And then next week, we're going to finish it and then do some cleaning and some run-throughs. And then the following week is tech and then we open. So it's a quick process and then we are running for I believe a full month so it'll be quick and then um, who knows what's next so we'll see but yeah so it's been going really well and everyone here is wonderful shout out to the cast of sophisticated ladies at beef and boards theater in Indy it's a dream so far I'm just like having the best time and the people are so lovely yeah people are nice outside of I mean I okay <laughs> just say it <laughs> No, I'm actually going to defend New York, okay? New Yorkers are just honest. Yes. They may seem rude at first, but they're actually nice. I agree. And the thing is, people say like, oh, it's so weird. You walked on New York and nobody speaks to each other. And it's my perspective on that is that there's so little physical space that New Yorkers have such a respect for one another that they give each other mental space. So, you know, you're on a crowded subway and no one's talking to each other. And it's like, yeah, because everyone's in the same place mentally and everyone recognizes that and gives each other the respect of a silent ride home to decompress. I agree with you. I think New Yorkers get a bad rap for being rude, but in reality, yeah. if you ever see that episode of, of Paige DeSorbo being on Southern Charm, how New Yorkers will just tell you to F off and like people from the South will link. That really is the truth. So <laughs> No, it is. The South is like, bless your heart means something completely different than that. So yeah, I basically prefer you be rude to me like mm-hmm. up front instead of like, playing nice. I don't mind it. And I don't I actually feel like people are always know where they're going. It's just a no nonsense place and I'm all for it. So I, I don't understand why it gets a bad. Is rap, this your way of telling me you're moving to New York? <laughs> is this what you're trying to tell me? No, it's so true. And I think for me, like it's so funny. Everything about New York is efficiency. Like stores are open all, all 24 hours. You can get Uber Eats literally at 3 a.m. But like the truth is we are so upfront and blunt because the rest of it's a waste of time. Why would I play nice with you if I don't want to be your friend? It's wasting my time. It's wasting your time. It all comes down to efficiency. And I always think that's so funny right. because that's what New York is based around. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the South in the sense of, yes, everyone speaks to one another. You know your neighbors for the most part. People say hello to you in the grocery store. Sure. Love that. But some days I just want to walk fast and get to where I need to go. I don't need to see everyone and their mother in the grocery store trying to say hello to me that I know. Yeah. Like I've had two people. <laughs> Being, I've been in like a Kroger. Shout out to Kroger. Okay. Midwestern supermarket. So cute. No, we have a Kroger. In Texas? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. The only ones I've been to are the ones in, in Indiana. I went to one in, uh, I think it was South Bend or something. And then I went to one in, I want to say Tennessee. Maybe not Tennessee. I'm trying to remember from my tour days. I love Meyer and I love Kroger. <laughs> Where was I going with this? Funny thing. So two times while I've been here, people have said to me like, are you from here? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> 
And they're like, well, you just you just talk really fast. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> realize or they can hear it in your voice that you're not you're not from the Midwest. But everyone's been really nice. And as soon as you tell them that you're from New York, they're like, oh, I have a cousin who lives in Brooklyn or yeah. whatever. Like, oh, I have a friend who lives in New Jersey. Like, so it's just funny. It's always a conversation starter. So it's but people have been really lovely. And I agree that there's like definitely good parts to like the way this people in the South are polite and they all like it's very welcoming and, and it feels that way. But for sure, everybody, you prefer what you prefer. So, yeah. I mean, when I lived in LA, everyone thought I was from New York City. You have, I've told you a million times, the New York <laughs> vibes are so real. Everyone's like, you're from where? I'm like, yeah, I'm, nobody in my family's from New York. My mom's from Pennsylvania, but that's about it. My dad's from Georgia. I'm from Texas and I went to school in Alabama. No, you give your New York vibes. You'll end up there. I, I swear <laughs> you will end up there for sure. I will accept it. Life is long. It'll be there. Life is long. Yes. I, um, if you follow us on Instagram, I did some due diligence and asked the peeps what you wanted to hear from us this week because it's summer. Things are happening, but also not happening. Yeah. And we want to like diversify our conversations a little bit more. Totally. And thank you for everybody who responded. We had so many responses. It was so nice. So we appreciate our community so much on here. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that people were asking. I'll just name a couple. Like some people wanted to talk about the Kardashians. Some people wanted to talk about beauty. And some people wanted still want the Meghan and Harry content. Some people want practical things like staying sane and balanced with social media, like all those things. So, you know, we decided we, what we're, yeah, today's beauty, beauty. And then a little bit of what's going on with Megan. Cause there's, there's a lot happening in the press right now, even though she's not really doing much. Yeah, It's weird. So we're going to do beauty. And then I wanted to talk about like what, how to plan your perfect solo day. Yeah. 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 So I'm definitely here for the lifestyle content. I listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about this kind of thing. And, you know, we're still starting out at all this. So this is our honest, how we feel about everything. And there's no like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, we're not partnered with any brands or anything. So anything we recommend, you can be sure that we actually like, because we're just here scrappy and healthy trying to do this from scratch. So anything that we recommend, you can be sure that it's it's genuine and honest and this is like the stuff that you and I talk about all day yeah. we like talk about Haley Bieber and we talk about makeup and skincare and, <laughs> and all sorts of stuff and um so I think it'll be fun to sort of add that to the conversation as well and like very authentic to us as friends you know yeah for sure um do you want to get the Megan and Harry stuff out of the way first sure okay so shout out to Stassi Schroeder I was listening to her most recent podcast episode where she she's a stan of Megan Markle as we are as well she said some things that were really poignant and I wanted to get your opinion about it okay so what she she said was that I'm paraphrasing, but they were her and Taylor Strucker were talking about like, where do they go from here? They've been getting such bad press because of the Spotify deal and everything. And I also want to say like acknowledging what's happening. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still on Meghan Markle's stand. I know you're the same way. Like, but you acknowledge what's happening. The Spotify deal fault, like ending and stuff. Yes, it was pretty normal for procedure and everything, but also like it's kind of a bad look. The amount of content that was produced for the amount of money that was part of the deal. So Stassi was talking about how basically that Megan is kind of between a rock and a hard place. And I sort of agree with this is that when she was an actor, 
she really didn't have to be a personality, quote unquote. And I feel that as an actor myself, like, you know, you're given a script, you're given, in my case, you're given music, you're given choreography. It's your job to embody the work that you're given, right? So when she was on Suits, she sort of everything that she created in terms of her quote unquote persona on Instagram or through the tag, all of it was curated by her. And it's not to say it wasn't genuine, but it definitely helped her control what she wanted to keep private in her own life. And I think then she joined the royal family and, and that part of her existence in terms of her public image was sort of amplified because the royals are very private about certain things and and have control over so many other things in their life but really it's it's more so their quote-unquote superpower is that they're sort of inaccessible i think part of the reason that they are so popular is because they're sort of inaccessible unaccessible unaccessible to be to be determined yeah well (laughs) yeah so it's um Anyway, and then basically everything happened with the royal family. We don't have to go all into all of that. And now they're sort of trying to pave their way forward. And because of the name associated with with the family and with, you know, their whole stint with the royal family, everything that they do is under a crazy microscope. So I do sort of feel like they can't win. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was that Stassi said, if, if there's a path forward for Meghan to become like, you know, a Kardashian level influencer or any kind of personality, not like and I don't mean personality and like Vanderpump rules kind of personality, just like a like a Gwyneth Paltrow or a Kim Kardashian, like I said, or a Haley Bieber, right? If there's if there's a path forward for her to be the, her version of whatever that is, she's going to have to be open, which is the total opposite of what she's going to want to do after what she experienced with the royal family. It's basically asking her to do the complete opposite of what she would ever want to do because of what she's been through. So she kind of can't win in order for them to literally live. Like people on Instagram say all the time, they're like, why does she need that much money? They actually do need that amount of money to live safely. They are people who have threats on their lives. You know, her husband is the son of the king. People like to downplay that. But the reality is like security is top priority for these two people and for their children. Yeah. So like the level of partnership that she would need to be in negotiations with the level of partnership that she would need to have, I guess what other brands would have to be at such a level. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but basically what I found interesting was like that she would need to sort of do the one thing that she doesn't want. She very clearly wants to keep part of her life private, but in order for them to have a successful path forward, she can't. I was just curious about what your opinion was on that. No, for sure. I mean, it's true. She is completely at a place where she used to be open and um, pretty transparent and pretty vocal on social media. She is kind of retreated to her very, very small circle. We will probably never know. The thing is, if you didn't know her before, you probably think you don't know the real her. We may never get that. But at the same time, I said this before, do we actually know the real Kate? So I don't understand the the difference there because there's- Just to be so clear, we definitely don't know the real Kate. No, because and pe- I mean, people talked about all the time, like, oh, Megan, like she didn't have her family there. Like some people, she, she dropped people. Do you know how many people Kate dropped when she married William? Do you know how small her circle is? Or 
has to be. Like that's just the pathway into that life. You have to cut people off, unfortunately. And so I don't understand why she got the brunt of that, even though I think Kate did at some level, but not in the way that Megan did. It's hard because she, nothing that they do is ever going to be right by the public ever. She, they can literally fund money to cure cancer and they will find something wrong with her. I think it's just unfortunate because all the news with the Spotify stuff, there's a lot deeper stuff. I actually digged into it more. Um, I talked to some people that I know and the Spotify stuff was, there was conversations being had in terms of content and it's ideas being talked about, but they all got shut down. Yeah, I've caught, I sort of feel like I got wind of that through some of the articles and some of the stuff that's come out since. Yeah. So to say that they weren't working is a bunch of BS <laughs> because agreed. It's, it's kind of crazy. And even with the CEO of UTA coming out, trashing Megan, I'm like, you've just ruined every ounce of opportunity to ever work with her or anyone else. Well, you know that they just, you know, they just signed the Wall Street Journal. I know, which is the people that reported the Spotify. Also, and the people that Harry's suing. Sure did. I caught that. So, I mean, like it's all connected. Yep, sure is. People might think everything that they do, they are the victims of or whatever. It's literally plain plain as day. You have not heard her speak in how many months and there's attacks left and right. Like I think personally, the whole like agency thing, because that was insane. And a lot of agents spoke out as someone who's been through two different agents. It does not matter if that agent hates you. They are supposed to have your back because they're supposed to make you money so they get paid. It does not matter. And they're supposed to defend you and stand up for you. Agents are there to be your lawyers. Like they are there to represent you. And not saying that this guy, this guy was not her her like representation, but I'm just saying in general. So anyone that is part of UTA and you have the CEO talk bad about another talent from somewhere somewhere else, it does not look good for anybody. Whatever said behind closed doors, sure. But when you are on a platform and you speak about it and think that it's not going to get out, like, come on. Yeah. I thought it was really poor taste, especially if you don't represent her. Like, where do you get it? Why, then why add yourself to the conversation? I don't know. It was just kind of, it was just very bizarre. I felt that way about the Spotify exec who called them effing grifters. I was like, this is such poor taste. Like, please like stop. The Spotify guy has gotten fired for, from so many jobs and is a very controversial person. So take what he says with a grain of salt anyways wait my so my question for you my my question for you is like if you were megan's pr what would you advise her to do obviously she's going to be selective with whatever she does and it's she's not going to be anywhere and everywhere i don't think she needs to be because of she's overexposed already in the news media i think to ramp up all of the charity stuff i think that needs to be focused more the Spotify stuff, the Netflix, whatever, it's short. That's going to, that's what's bringing the money, really. I understand like their focus and what the media is focusing on on that because it is quote unquote entertainment and the book and all that stuff. But I think for them, or at least for her, to focus more or at least broadcast more. I wish her team would just say what they're doing because the more positive things that are out there about her in terms of like giving back or working with said like charity or whatever, it drowns out the other nonsense that she's a bad person. But um, I just optics wise, I think 
there's nothing good combating these this bad reporting. I, I don't know what the strategy is. And I guess it's, I feel like with Harry, it, he's so ingrained in like the royal life. And so obviously saying nothing has been the MO for his entire life. And I know that they're trying to change that, but I guess picking their battles because they're going to be fighting the press for the rest of their life. It, I agree with you. I think if it were me, I would probably tell her, I would probably tell her to ramp up the charity stuff. I like that a lot, but there's a part of me that's like, I just need you to be a little bit more relatable because I don't think she's lying about who she is. I really don't. But I do think like, I'm sure there's a world in which she has like too many margaritas. You know what I mean? And she like wakes up feeling a little bit less than fresh the next morning. She's got two kids to take her to take care of. Do you know what I'm saying? I just think that we're never going to get that because she's still part of the royal family. Like her, her children are the grandson and granddaughter of the king. I just, the thing is about the relatability thing. I don't need to relate to you to like you or to want to know or to um, engage in your content. I think relatability is subjective. I think there's stuff about everyone that you can relate to, but I think, you know, we wouldn't be asking her that if she was still in the royal family. But I also like would point out that the royal family doesn't treat her like she's part of it. I mean, true. Yes. Like unless those rules still apply to you, she's, I mean, they don't even live in Frogmore anymore. All their stuff is what that was reported that they've left. They're not, they don't even have a residence there anymore. Yes. They're still a member of the royal family. Harry is yes, still the son of the king and probably functions more in this capacity than she does, but like they don't treat her like one. But they would crucify her like she's still in it though. Right. But they would do that anyway. True. I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, like if, if Fergie can go off and start a podcast, I mean, I would argue that Fergie doesn't function as a member of the Royal family. She's off doing a book tour, but they still look at her more like a, a part of the family than she does. Yeah. I know, but that's, so that's what I'm saying. Like if there's, if, if Fergie's not playing by those rules and it's still sort of treated like a member of the Royal family, then to me, it's like Megan just, I don't think she's being dishonest. That's not what I'm saying, but it's like, I think she could be more open, I guess, in my opinion. I don't know. Whatever. I just want her to protect her peace. She doesn't have to reveal anything to me. It's not that she has to reveal things to me. That's not what I'm saying, but it's like, if she's going to move forward in the climate that we live in today, people want to engage with people that they feel connected to. You can feel her guardedness, I feel, in content that she creates. Like even in this in the variety cover, in the interviews, and I'm not saying she doesn't have a good reason for it. Unfortunately, good reason for it or not, that guardedness is felt. Like our BS meter is is high because of all of the online content and how how quickly our attention spans kind of peter off on TikTok and whatever. And I'm, what I'm saying is like, you can feel that she's still trying to hold on to, you know, her private life. And like I said, for good reason, but if she's trying to build a brand or release a brand, like you have to feel like you know the person. Like for, this is like a random example, but like I buy road skincare, A, because it's great, but also because I feel like I kind of get Hailey Bieber as a person. You have to be able to connect to the founder. That's basically what I'm saying. And right now I feel like a lot of people feel like it's harder to connect with her because she's not particularly open. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. I just don't think we're going to get that. How she's treated is extremely unfair. It's not nearly the, the way other people are being treated in, in the press. And, you know, she is, you know, obviously it's the lack of her being online. Maybe if she had some sort of social media ran by whoever to kind of do that, you know, people could probably connect. And that's probably um, something that they may be in talks with. Even if it's an Instagram with no comments. Yeah. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like just put it out there and don't 
turn your comments on. Or, I mean, she'll, she wouldn't be um, doing it anyways. You know, it's just unfortunate because she's, she's working under an business model that they've been working under for so long and they're trying to not, they're moving out of it, but at the same time, they still have their titles. They still have, you know, the thing with Fergie, Fergie was just married and she divorced. They're still married and he's the son of the king. So there's a, a level of responsibility and that regardless if, you know, she turns into this personality, she still wants to be looked at as a as a, a figurehead. You think so? Oh, 100%. Yes. Like she minored in- um, International relations. She likes that. I think that's a part of like her calling and purpose. So I think that's probably why that she is not giving us what we want from her is because she is trying to still upheld that status. Do you think that if the royal family called and basically not called, this is oversimplification, obviously. Do you think if the royal family asked them back that, that, that she would want to? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, I think the family may be, I think they would be able to go visit more often, but I think it's more so, I think the family stuff, they will eventually work through as time goes on. But I think it was more so the press in the UK that will keep her not there and around palace staff because that was where the trust wasn't there. Like the trust wasn't there. I don't think that they want to function in that environment ever again. Yeah. Family-wise, I hope, you know, they are able to move forward in some sort of capacity and for the sake of just the kids and like having cousins and having relationship with their grandfather. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think she's, they're not going back there anytime soon unless it's for Victus or one of their charities or something. Yeah, I agree. I think unless they're offered some sort of hybrid model, they won't be back in the fold, as they say. I just wanted to, I was curious about like what you would recommend for their their path forward because the reality is I want them to have a path forward. You know, I want them to be successful and I want her to, but I think you have to acknowledge like where culture is right now and how the business is working and how media is working right now. I feel like she's a bit of a square peg trying to push her way into a round hole. Yeah. And I just feel like that there's like a disconnect somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's she's trying to do everything but give herself. And it's a double-edged sword because, you know, if she does give herself, half people will love it, half people will hate it. We talked about this, but I was like, I just wish that she could get to the point where she just was willing to ride the wave, you know? Well, I would like to, I would, I would argue, I feel like we got a lot of her personality, her fun personality when she did Ellen. Oh, I, I felt like it was okay. I think it was more so because she's done a lot of like charity or... I felt like we got a lot more of her in Netflix. I will say like the Netflix documentary, I was like, oh, okay. I like sort of get her personality and like, and I mean, I've, like I said, we, I've, I've been watching her. Are you rewatching Suits? I've been watching Suits. I'm on season one. It's great. I um started last year and I never finished. It was on Amazon at the time. And so I think I'm on the last or the second to last season, I think. Oh, yeah. It's season five, I think. It's so good. I'm. It's like number two on Netflix right now, which is like, that's the Meghan Markle that I like was obsessed with because she was like, before she was dating Prince Harry or whatever, like she's such a, she was so normal. You know, she was so like chill and cool and herself. And, and there's a part of me actually watching it that makes me a little sad because it's like, oh, this girl is like, she's going to go through the ringer and she doesn't even know it. Yeah. 
I know. I mean, I think they have some sort. I think she has to have some sort of social media. Like she's just not out here. She has to because there's no way you're literally living life and not online. There has to be a feature on there where you can post without anyone seeing. I mean, obviously you can just make a phone call and someone can do it. I mean, all all the royals have their own private Instagram account, so that's uh, that's untraceable. But anyways. We've talked way too long. <laughs> that was a little bit of a tangent, but I was just curious what you thought. Okay, anyway, we are going to talk about beauty today, one of my favorite things ever on the planet. Oh my God, where do I begin? I feel like we've talked about this before. We have talked about it before. Why don't we go through, do you want to do makeup? Sure. Yeah, we can do makeup. So, well, is there anything new you're using on your face that you want to talk about? Oh, I'm, I got the Rode Glazing Milk. I think it's a. It's called Glazing Milk, but it is an essence. It's like an essence toner. The essence. It is fabulous. Say what you want about Haley Bieber, but I, that woman knows what she's doing. She says to put it up down your neck and you're like decolletage. When I tell you, it's like instant hydration. Like you can see the sheen on my shoulders. It is like, wow. I use it uh, morning and night. Um, it's what I use before I put on like my serum and then my moisturizer. It is lovely and it's pretty affordable. I mean, that's what's crazy to me is how affordable it is. I am on my second glazing fluid. I got the moisturizer and I'm on my fourth lip treatment. Like I'm a bit, I'm a road stan. I, I, I can't wait to try the glazing milk. I'm really excited. Did you watch her one year anniversary video of road about road? Yes. The styling, the branding, like it's all so tight. Like it's really good. What do you think she's going to come out with next? I think it's going to be either a cleanser or a sunscreen. Ooh, I feel like if she was going to do a sunscreen, she would have done it already. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a cleansing, like a cleansing balm. I think sunscreen is so hard because you don't want to white cast, you know, and then like with sensitive skin, a lot of people are using like the mineral sunscreen, like the Sunday Fridays one. You mean summer Fridays? What did I say? Sunday, like Sunday Riley. Oh gosh, because that's what I'm using. I know. <laughs> <On my face. laughs> wow. Sunday Friday. <laughs> I think if she was going to launch a sunscreen, she would have done it like around this time because it's the summer. I think it's going to be a, I think you're right. It's going to be a cleanser. I think it's going to be a cleansing balm, but I think it's going to be in a tube, which I love. Oh yeah. Instead of like a, a pump? Uh, no, instead of a jar. I feel like everyone's cleansing balms are in jars and it drives me nuts. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, there's a clean, I forgot you said balm and I just heard cleanser. I'm like, there's cleanser in a jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I can see like a, like a jelly or like a, maybe a cleansing oil. Oh yeah. Something like that. I feel like I can see because oil, cleansing oil kind of goes with the whole glazed donut thing. Or, or someone said that they are w really wanting a body lotion from her. Yeah. That'd be nice. Or body, I can see her do like a serum. Like a body serum. I just have such dry skin. It will, my serum, the serum would literally be gone in a second. Yeah. Do you know what I love doing? I use the boom boom cream, but only. Boom boom cream? Yeah. Because it was for your bum. Oh. Originally, I think it was made for it to like smooth out like cellulite, I think, in your butt. I love it. But I only <laughs> use it during the summer because the sun, yeah. it's like a very summery scent. Right. It is. In the winter, I use, um, I use Necessaire in the winter, but I only use the serum. I don't like the moisturizer. Anyway. What else was I going to say? I wonder if she'll go into color cosmetics mm -mm. or do you know what else I would love? I would love an eye cream. I don't think she's on touch makeup because she's such a bare face, at least as of late, especially since she started her, her skincare stuff, unless she's doing red carpet or like press, she's just very minimal. Yeah. And that would like, you're fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> very long week. <laughs> 
Because um, I yeah. think that is such Selena's lane. Ooh, yeah, good point. And I know we're not comparing, but like, I mean, both markets are so saturated and it's so hard to stand alone. Everything that Haley does, it already exists. The skin tint is, is so, so saturated. The tints, it, I was, it's funny, I was looking for a stage makeup foundation. And I was like, everything is sheer. Everything is sheer coverage. Like I'm lucky I've never had like cystic acne, but it's literally because of genetics. Like my mom had really bad cystic acne. My dad had great skin. So I just got lucky. If I always had to pick out makeup now, like it's all so sheer. Like if you actually need coverage, like what do you do? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you have to go back to like the OG brands like Lancome or like Mac. Mac. Yeah. Or, or NARS. Yeah. NARS is good. Armani. A lot of when I danced or at least girls were going on tour they would get like a stipend for makeup and they always use either nars or mac because it was it was set i mean because a lot of you know drag queens use it a lot of performers use mac and um yeah yeah, yeah. i used to use mac or i use uh, makeup forever that's a good one too yeah, make it forever. And it's relatively cheaper. And I'm pretty sure Sephora like collection has some good stuff as well. Yeah, Sephora collection has really good eye um, eyeliners. And they have really good eye palettes. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about the eyeshadows, but the eyeliners are top notch. And they're like seven bucks or something. Yeah. They're like really cheap. I like it. But for makeup, I'm a minimal girl myself mm-hmm. because I live in the Sahara Desert. Make it swamp Sahara Desert. So the opposite of a Sahara Desert. So the opposite of the <laughs> but this heat index plus the swamp. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Got it. <laughs> if I'm going somewhere, mm-hmm. I wear the Charlotte Tilbury like flawless filter. I used to wear. I still love it, but right, I I don't know why I I really like this, but the Hourglass concealer. Oh, I've heard that's good. Very similar to the NARS creamy concealer, but I like the applicator better. Yeah. And I use the color corrector from Charlotte Tilbury because I have- Oh, I love that one. I have that too. I'm wearing that today. Actually, I love that. That one's really good. Insane raccoon. <laughs> it's I have insane dark circles. So I'm like, please go away. And then, um, okay. I'm about to put everyone on if y'all don't know about this yet. Rihanna's new mascara. Really? It makes you look like you have false eyelashes. My the extension, like the curl. I'm like, my mom's like, what are you wearing on your eyes? And I think it's only $16. Fenty Beauty. Treat yourself. It is it, it looks clumpy, but you just gotta keep brushing it through and it'll get all the clumps. At first, when I first um wore it, I was like, I don't think I like this. But I use that or the Victoria Beckham. Um, she has this really good mascara that I really like. And then I use the stick contour stick from Rare Beauty and the cream blush from Rare Beauty. That's pretty much what my makeup routine is as of late. I don't wear a lot of makeup. Yeah, I don't either. I usually, my routine right now is sunscreen and I use the Paula's Choice. And there's a really good drugstore one. It's the Neutrogena Tinted Sunscreen. It's mineral. Very good. There's only like four shades. I hope they come out with more shades because how ridiculous. Four shades is stupid, but it makes my skin really soft. So that's nice. So I'll either use the Paula's Choice or the Neutrogena one. I really like the Fenty Skin Blur tint. Yeah. I heard that's really good. I, a lot of people use that like as just a skin tint. I actually like that underneath. I use a different like it's a they call it a foundation. It's really not a foundation. It's the Neutrogena Serum Foundation. It's drugstore. It's really nice, like stunning. I really I'm really enjoying that one, and it makes my skin feel really good too. So I usually use the Fenty 
like blur. And then I use the Neutrogena. It doesn't, neither products have a lot of coverage. So it still gives you that like skin-like finish. And then either for my under eyes, I'll use the Charlotte Tilbury Corrector or I'll use the NYX Bear With Me Concealer. I also like the Kosas one, but the Kosas one, they're all really yellow tinted, which I have pink undertones in my skin. <clears throat> and so sometimes that looks good. Sometimes it's not great. I can't, I actually like the Rare Beauty contour sticks, but the, the shades are way too warm for me. So I've started to use the Tarte. It's the knockoff of the, the contour wand by Charlotte Tilbury. The thing is people don't realize all this stuff is made in the same factory and they're all under the same company, like the same umbrella company. Yeah. And like my thing with the Tarte wand is like, it's like $20 cheaper it's exactly the same packaging. Um, so I use that. And I re also really love the Westman Atelier contour sticks. Those are next level. I want the I want one of the blushes so bad, but they're really expensive. So I'm like biding my time. Cream blush. I love the Rare Beauty one. It took me a while to figure out how to use it. Now that I know, I really like it. And then I really like the NARS orgasm, but it's like the liquid. I think that was discontinued. NARS pisses me off because they discontinue really good things. The orgasm blush is forever my absolute favorite blush. Well, because it's a cool toned pink with warm toned like shimmer. Oh, it's so fantastic. it looks so good on everyone. Yeah, it's so good. So I use that. And then for mascara, I'm really into the Tower 28. It's It gives me like Disney princess eyelashes. It's really good. Who is it by? Tower 28. I've never heard of them. What? Tower 28? Tower 28, yeah. Oh, the, the, the yellow, the orange. It's purple and red. Purple and red. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the orange? <laughs> the orange. Well, it looks orange to me. I had the, I had a, a sample uh, bag or whatever, and it had the spray bottle in there. Um, oh, like yeah. The, 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 the mist is red. It's red, but yes. Is it red? I think it's orange. Maybe it's, maybe it's like an orangey red. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm I'm questioning everything. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try the Fenty one now though too. That sounds really good. It's lovely. I will have to send you a picture of like give me one eye, one eye with mascara, one eye not. I'll do it after this. I will do it after yes. this. I'm excited. It's very very good. And then I saw her do it on a video. I was just like, I was like, and the thing is, I don't. I'm not necessarily like I need like big eyelashes. It is a good right. like. <laughs> okay. <gasps> I'm so sorry, I, Lindsay. I keep yawning, like la like I just like unleashing these yawns because it's been such a long week, and it's not because Lindsay's boring me. I'm just really tired, you guys. I learned a whole musical this week. I'm sleepy. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what I use, and then I use obviously for setting spray is the Charlotte Tilbury setting spray. I've heard that one's good. I like the Milani one. That's a drugstore one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm a bougie little girl. <laughs> I get that. I like to try to find both, but I, I am a Libra. We like balance. I do think you'd like that Neutrogena one. And they have a lot of shades, I think. I just don't really like the Neutrogena products. The serum foundation. It's like in a dropper. It's just like a really thin formula. It just like makes your skin look really good. And it's got good um, ingredients in it. It's got like ceramides in it and B5 and stuff. I don't know. It's really nice. For stage, I really like, um, I really like the one size concealer. Have you tried that? Patrick Star's line? No, that's Patrick Ta. Is that right? I'm positive. Patrick Star, S T A R R, I think. Yeah, I think it's Patrick Star. Are you sure? Hold on, I gotta Google it. Patrick, are you sure? Yes. I know who you're thinking of. You're that's not who you're thinking of. You're talking about the bigger guy. This guy? No. Yeah, 
Patrick Star. Patrick Star? Oh my God. I'm thinking of freaking what's his face. Star with two R's. No. Um, Jeffree Star. Jeez Louise. Oh, oh absolutely not. <laughs> That's Sorry. why I was like, why are we no. bringing up this man's name on this podcast? Oh my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. I was so confused. I'm like, why are we talking about him and promoting anything he makes? No, I would I would never bring that into this podcast. Absolutely not. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, his line one star. Oh yeah, it would be Patrick Star because this thing is called one one star? One one size. Wow. We're really I'm killing it. Excuse me. I'm dead. Um, anyway, um, so his line anyway is called one size and he, his concealer is amazing. Um, and I really like it. It's got great coverage, but it's not like drying. It's just really good. The formula is really, really nice. Um, what else? Oh, I started, okay. This is a hair situation. So saw on TikTok, this girl, Abby Young talk about this product by OGX and it's like a coconut based hair oil that you put on your hair for like 30 minutes or sleep. Sometimes I sleep in it, put it on before you take a shower. And the reason it's good is because coconut based hair oils are the only hair oils that are shown to penetrate the hair shaft. They don't just like sit on top. And so I started doing this like maybe three weeks ago where you like put like two drops. I put like all over my hair and then I'll like either sleep in it or I'll leave it on for 30 minutes and then just wash it out. Like when I wash my hair and condition and stuff, I actually feel like there's been a huge difference in like the way my, like in the thickness of my hair in like at the ends. So I've been really loving that. It's like this tiny little clear bottle with like a gold cap. It's like 11 bucks, but it's really good. So I highly recommend that. Well, great. Welcome to our beauty podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. We're beauty experts. We're like doing our, just doing our best. I am so Um, I think that's everything. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. And if you want to follow the show, you can follow us at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast, all words, no numbers on Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at up at 5 a.m. podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us individually. I'm at Kellyanne DeCarlo, K-E-L-L-I-A-N-N. And you can follow me at Lindsay. L-I-N-D-S-E-Y underscore E underscore white. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being with us this week. Follow us on Instagram at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. And if you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to rate and subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. Special thanks to Red Brandt for our theme song. Be sure to find more of his work on Instagram at R-E-D-D-B-R-A-N-D-T. See you next time.